service with Laura Fox on 2FM. If you're just joining us, you're very welcome along to Sunday service with myself, Laura Fox, joined in studio by RT Social Media lead and avid culture vulture, Miss Ellen Leonard. Good morning. How are we? Good, thank you very much. Busy week. Busy week. We may as well kick off with the busiest of it all and oh, the, the, the biggest. The highlight of the year. I love it so much. The man and I, every time I think I'm not that excited about it, even last Sunday when we were talking about it, I was like, ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then it happens. Yeah. I don't want to go. And I was like, I wasn't disappointed. I did think so. The theme of it, in case you missed it, uh, was Karl Lagerfeld, a line of beauty. And I was a bit apprehensive. I thought it was going to be tartan and tweed. I did call there was going to be a cat of some sort. <laughs> there was two. There was two cats: the legit cat and then a big furry cat. <laughs> um, but I expected no less. For anybody, just in case, if you didn't see a cat, Doja Cat actually dressed up, full prosthetics and everything, <laughs> as a cat, and meowed in she her interviews. Answer. She wouldn't answer. So it'd be like you asking me what's the news for Sunday service and me going Meow. and and she stuck to it and I appreciate it. Um, and then Jared Lado, as always, yeah. just went for it. And he loves having a head of some sort under his arm, doesn't he? Loves a head. Had his had a mock of his own head for the last uh, Met Gala, yeah. and this time now had the cat. He so they they recreated himself. that photo with the Kardashian Jenner clan. I of know. Them all I standing loved there. it. It was so. Good. It was amazing. It was a great evening, and like the Irish, <laughs> it was a great evening. Was a great as if you were there. One day, okay? I'll be on the sidelines. I'll do Sunday service live. I'll stay up all night and report in. But the Irish on the night as well, like Barry Keoghan looked unbelievable. He had the most un, like striking black and blue and was tartan uh, print suit by Burberry. And he just looks so cool. He's so slick. Oh, I just love him so much. And then Glamour US editor-in-chief Samantha Barry. She looked so like Marilyn Monroe vibes with her hair, like real old classic Hollywood beauty. Um, and then, of course, I was going to call him James Bond, Pierce Brosnan <laughs> and his wife Keely, also looking slick. So it's so nice to see them there. I don't think I won't ever be starstruck at the thoughts of Pierce Brosnan and I won't ever be able to unsee him as 007. Oh, he's just iconic. And the man's aging backwards. I, I, honestly, like as fine wine. his wife. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but you know who wasn't there? Who? Lewis Capaldi. Awful stuff altogether. <laughs> and he's fuming over it. I mean, to be honest, he didn't make a big song and dance about it. He really lol of course he did do you will we have a little listen to a little okay have a little listen to this how do I get an invite to the Met Gala what's the criteria I want to go I want to rub shoulders with the stars I want to wear a a diamond ball gag from Versace I want to walk walk down the red carpet on a lead like a dog and when someone asks me who I'm wearing, I just hump their leg. Why can't I have that? Who does the invites? I want to go. <laughs> next year, please. I do think this is one of those things that next year, it, the parody, and yeah. the, he'll, he'll campaign to get his invite. And because he's cracked America now, and he is very global, and people are in love with him, himself and Keen to Crow will be on the I've never heard year. one person not like Lewis Capaldi. And he will give us the behind-the-scenes content that we need. But that's probably why they haven't invited him True. so far. 
because he's unhinged. Yeah, and as soon as you go through those doors, it's like lights out. Yeah, it's game over. The other thing um, that I just love so, so much uh, from the end of the Met Gala is the Lizzo and Sir James Galloway duet. So please tell me about this and please explain to people who are at home who might have missed it because this is really amazing. Oh, I love this. So Sir James Galloway is, he's from Belfast and he's a virtuoso flute player. Um, And some people call him a flautist, but basically he always comes out and say, I don't play a flaut and I've never flauted. So don't call me a flautist or whatever. So he's a flute player. Um, And he is also known as the man with the golden flute. And Lizzo listened to him years ago. Like you're talking like 14 years old. She listened to him play Flight of the Bumblebee. And she was inspired by this Irish flute player. And she learned the flute. And her mom and dad brought her to lessons for years. But she has always been such a massive admirer of his. Um, And she put up the sweetest clip on her Instagram of their rehearsals before the Met Gala. And she made a little mistake. And he turned around to her and was like, you know, you could just try this in his really strong Belfast <laughs> accent and she goes oh my god that's why you you are who you are because you're amazing and it was it's just like a duet of people that I never knew that I needed and they are just amazing I don't know if you have a clip of it but I do have a clip we came prepared today <laughs> I love that Lizzo is like, we got the whole thing on video. I'm going to show my mom. Yeah. And they're playing the Pink Panther together. And like he equally admires her. So they both are fond of each other. But for her, I feel like this was a real, you know, like moment in your like a full circle yeah. moment for her. And like when she studied him back in school and college and for to get to play with him now at the end of the Met Gala, no less. It's just a really lovely moment. That That's as peak as you can peak. Like um, everybody who was at her gig in Dublin will know that there was a girl in the crowd who brought her flute, Fanula, <laughs> along with her and gave it to Lizzo and Lizzo signed the flute and like she obviously did like loads of different things. So like she's passing these moments back down to other people. Yeah. And But it's now so amazing to see that this is where that moment came for from her. Like, I love this so much. It's just a whole full circle. And and the fact he's Irish is really his cherry on but That's the only reason top. we're talking about it. <laughs> Let's be completely honest here. Ella Leonard, we will be back. We're going to be talking all about Taylor Swift, uh, one of the topics I'm always terrified to talk about on Sunday <laughs> service. And we will also be talking about Ed Sheeran right after these. Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM. You're very welcome back to Sunday Service. We covered everything to do with the Met Gala and now we're here to talk about Emma Watson and Ed Sheeran with Ellen Leonard, our aviculture vulture here in RTE. Tell us, please, what's going on with Ed this week? Poor Ed. He's he's had a rough... Well, he's actually had a rough couple of years, but this week in particular has been particularly tough on him. And he was so upset because he had to miss his 98-year-old granny's funeral in Ireland due to that copyright trial in New York. So can you explain to people about the copyright trial just for anyone who might have missed it? Bring it right back. Yes, absolutely. So basically what happened was... He was brought to court for a copyright infringement lawsuit for allegedly ripping off parts of Marvin Gaye's Let's Get It On. Let's Let's Get get It On. (laughs) So that, right? For his 2014 track, Thinking Out Loud. Now, I have 
I'm not hearing it, okay? And I've tried to mer- merge the two of them in together when I've been singing them. It was a bit of a stretch. Um, but they alleged that he copied the heart of the Let's and then with his thinking, you know, his thinking, uh, that yeah. part. So that's that's how small of a thing that it was. Um, and they were saying that they're here for justice for her late father's inte- intellectual properties. Now, thankfully, as of Thursday night, he won his, his case and he was like, if I didn't win this, I would have quit. I would have stopped making music. So he was extremely passionate about this. He said that he made that song on the building blocks that we would all use, like chord progressions and like, you know, that type of thing. Like it's, you can't claim the rights to that. Um, so he was very passionate about it. And it's been going on eight years. What? It's been going on eight years. So I think they initially took the trial like pretty much as soon as, and the family of the co-writer on that it's Townsend they also this has happened a few years ago as well where they sued and won that case for doing something similar um, so they were straight out of the traps with this one and he obviously denied copying the 1973 song um, so I'm t- delighted for him that he's won it but he was really annoyed he said if the jury had decided this matter the other way he said we might as well say goodbye to the creative freedom of songwriters I mean this is it and this has been a conversation through the ages mm-hmm. and as more and more music gets released you know it's going okay what has been inspired by and what is a direct rip but then also what was just the four chords that everybody learns to play and builds music on top of like I understand there has to be copyright laws in place for a reason because you can't just have people going around Mm. ripping off you know sensational songs that we love and adore but then there is just that line where you're going that's just a rhythm absolutely like it really is and like not anything is original original anymore like of course there can't be the exact same elements but we all take inspiration from seeing and hearing other things anyway so this was absolutely a stretch um but like the price he paid for this was missing his granny's funeral and his granny is nancy she's from ireland and that would be his song nancy mulligan and he was absolutely devastating his dad just mentioned him at the funeral and said i know that ed would be really sad and he wanted to be here but he's miles away in america defending his integrity but he did get to spend some time with her a month ago. So he had to deal with that. He's also had a tough year anyway in general with his wife that was pregnant and she was diagnosed with cancer. And then he lost his friend last year, um, a good friend of his, Jamal Edwards. So he's just had like one kind of thing after the other. He could have really done without this. Yeah. Um, but his new album was released on Friday. So yeah, and like, go show him some love. Yeah, <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, he lives in our playlist, so we're not, we're not too bad at that. But I do always think that when you see someone who on the outside and what we would look at and perceive to have it all Mm -hmm. and all of this is still going on like it doesn't matter how much fame and how much fortune you have like you know if stuff is going wrong in your family life you can't get that time back no so yeah I hope your loved ones money money doesn't help when things like that are happening so absolutely but yeah he was thrilled and he he had a a really good speech after the court he was really passionate and really happy that this turned out right but he wasn't sure about it because they had won a similar case before Um, so it's good news at the end of the day but it is hard for him to miss his granny's funeral I know that's awful Uh, next story is Emma Watson so I actually found this a bit of a bonkers story go on and tell us please yeah do love Emma Watson I have to say but she revealed that we haven't seen her basically since her last film was 2019 Little Women Um, and she did take a step back from acting and it's because she said she didn't have a voice and I, I really get this because when you're an actor 
you're told this is I want you to act like this I, this is how I want you to come across you need to be portrayed like this and everything is fed to you and of course that is literally your job well, I was to do say, that I was going to step in and argue with you because it's not you no. you're, you're playing a role it's a, you're, you're not speaking on behalf of the character that you're playing you're actually playing who that person like she wasn't beauty in real life <laughs> and she wasn't she, a wizard in real life no. either as much as we would have liked that but I think her point then was was being I had to go out and promote these stuff and I was the face of this when I had no creative control over it so that's kind of where she's coming at it from she's like I had no say in this at all like yeah actually do you know what I'm hearing privilege <laughs> privilege privilege that's all I'm hearing from this I'm not hearing poor Emma Watson like if you actually think about it to the bones of it she did, that I'm saying it she did her the only movies I can think of her in are Harry Potter Little Women and Beauty and the Beast absolutely sensational acting out of all of her yeah. but there is a lot of privilege to go alongside the fact that she only had to do three jobs yeah well she was in the circle as well do you remember that nope. film okay it was a massive influence. and now I will say to her in her defence she has been a massive activist throughout yeah. her entire career and her entire life for women's rights for human rights for everything and I admire her greatly for that but I'm really not going to stand by the poor mean artist yeah and she, she basically went on say in a way that I began to find really frustrating I didn't have a voice I didn't have a say and like it didn't always align with her viewpoint but you know what now that we've trashed it out Laura I'm kind of going on your side I'm really happy to have flip flopped you over to this way like we're, we're not having any oh poor me it's not no, happening on a Sunday no, no and I take it back okay no, great no, 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 no. <laughs> okay fabulous we've gone on that it's great if she comes back into acting fantastic she is, she's, she's literally coming back great because she is brilliant at it yeah but just stop the poor mouth <laughs> Anna Leonard we'll be back in just a moment oh, Service with Laura Fox on 2FM. We're putting the world to right here this morning, so we are. Well, we you've definitely changed my mind, and you were dead right. <laughs> I had a moment, a lapse of judgment, and I'm back. Uh, we are back now to talk all about Rihanna. How could we ever possibly try to get through a Sunday service without her? It wouldn't be right. No, it wouldn't we'll, be right. We'll just give her a quick mention because she's had a great week. <laughs> um, so, it, Madame Tussauds in Amsterdam revealed a new Rihanna waxwork, and my God, she looks incredible. Flawless. This stunning, deep purple bodysuit, loads of floral, knee high purple boots, and it was inspired by her 2020 Savage by Fenty fashion show. Gorgeous. She, look, she looks incredible. And she looked incredible at the Met Gala as well in her big white wedding gown vibes with her little baby bump. And she looks so <laughs> no, cute. No, my favourite thing was the sunglasses with the eyelashes stuck onto them. It just reminded me of all the cars with the eyelashes stuck on the lights. I loved it. I love them. Oh my God, it's so old school. And she, she was in Valentino as well at that. And she just looked, and ASAP Rocky is just obsessed in her. I just love them. Um, and also, just quickly to mention, to top off her stunning week that she's had, her Super Bowl set has been confirmed as the most watched halftime show performance of all all time which is incredible it's not surprising no, it was it's amazing not. the little marshmallow people that was it we all came for the marshmallow people and it attracted 121 million viewers so she's after booting poor old Katy Perry off Katy Perry brought in about 118 or something like that so they're sick numbers her. yeah it's incredible isn't it so her waxwork this is in Amsterdam Amsterdam Madame Tussauds so, uh, close to us yeah maybe I we love, should go maybe, I love when we talk about stories that like are in our remit yeah in, we can manage <laughs> Amsterdam <laughs> we can do that our final story in Sunday service today Ellen please talk me through Taylor Swift and Matty Healy we've been saving the best for that I don't think people are right over this some people I feel like we need to give a warning if you need to switch off and if this is going to upset you <laughs> no don't now don't Ellen, please don't come back up. then when we're done. <laughs> but they're not the better of the Taylor Swift and Matty Healy. Apparently, 
they could be in a relationship. Now, I am taking this with a pinch of salt until I have hardcore proof. But Taylor Swift did split from her long-term boyfriend, Joe Alwyn. Now, apparently, we only found out about this about like two or three weeks ago, but they did split apparently back in February. So it was a bit longer than we thought. There isn't any crossover in case this turns out to be I correct. always think that this is the way of the world anyway. Like, they're, sorry, they're not coming out the day they split up and going, guys, it's done, we're finished. Let's do this heartbreak together. Like, they put a plan together. They've been speaking about it for a while. And I always think that's why everybody looks so calm, cool and collected because by the time we know they've dealt with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And she's thriving again. And if you don't know who Matty Healy is, he is the 1975 front man. And you might have seen him most recently all over TikTok doing that little bit where his other bands made the guitar player Adam cuts him off. So they do this thing where he goes to say something highly inappropriate and then they cut him off playing the guitar. And that's kind of where I've seen him a lot recently. It's very funny if you want to look I can't even look at Orla right now on the team because she is the biggest 1975 stan of no all way. time. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. I wouldn't have put you as that Orla Oh. Then. Big, big hardcore he is fan. cute. You either love him now or you don't. You know what I mean? He <laughs> the, either does it for you or he doesn't. The tweets around this, though, were absolutely gassed. I, somebody put a photo of them side by side. And in fairness, he's got really scruffy hair in it. And they just said, how did this woman write clean? And it's with this guy. I like, Opposites attract, you, I clearly. Always, I laugh at this so much, though, when you get so into who your favourite superfan is allegedly dating. It's it's just, it, I always find it just so bizarre. Yeah, I'm not... Uh, this, these two like I said I'm taking this with a pinch of salt like it did come from the sun and there's sources you know feeding this news and apparently they're madly in love despite only dating for less than two months (laughs) now it's super early days but it feels right apparently but they did actually I think have a thing about 10 years ago so maybe they've rekindled Rekindled. something do you know what I always do I will say I feel sorry for celebrities all the time because there's never just a quick shift you know, no. you can never just like, like you never get your teenage disco years where you well, can just... Well, Emrata, oh. she's perfect at that. Yeah, I know, but she still gets the headlines of... Yeah, true, she in can't a relationship. get away with Yeah, so <laughs> what I'm saying is poor old Taylor and Matty Healy, they're, they're having a few shifts. They're no, like no. having they're a good time. In, they're in it, by the sounds of this in article, love. they're in it for the long haul. This is it now. Ellen Leonard, we'll see you right back here again next Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. Sunday service with Laura Fox on 2FM.